So our guest today is a fourth generation Texan, a conservative, a nonprofit leader, wife and mother, and she's also the current executive director of a nonprofit that provides financial assistance to veterans. She's running for state representative for House District 73. So we welcome to the Keep Texas Red podcast, Carrie Isaac. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, we're glad you're here, Carrie. Now, first of all, let's start off with what made you decide to run for office? You know, I've been knocking doors and talking with voters and helping Republicans up and down the ballot get elected for over a decade now. And the number one issue that I hear is still one of the number one issues I hear even 10 years ago, it's property taxes. Our founding fathers considered property ownership a right, just like life and liberty. But because of property taxes, we are renting our home from the government for the rest of our lives, and it is unacceptable. According to our Texas Constitution, our state should fully fund public schools. So this is what motivates me. It's wrong. Uh, property taxes are hurting people. People are getting taxed out of their homes. I, uh, I've, I've knocked over 2,000 doors this election cycle. I've literally walked away from homes in tears. Uh, people are, are really struggling and scared and even talked to widows that, you know, their property taxes are more than their mortgage was at one time. And um, even talked to one woman that is renting a room out in her house just so she can stay in her home. So this is the one issue that motivates me more than any issue. And I will die on this hill. So now, Kara, we understand that your father was an Air Force veteran who Correct. worked in uh, and with steel or with, with welding. And it, he, he even worked in an area with a shop that had no air conditioning on. So what are some of the values that he passed on to you that you, you now have that makes you qualify for this House District 73 position? Yeah, I, I tell everyone, you know, I'm not an establishment politician. I'm not an attorney, no offense if you are. I am an everyday person and I am going to fight for everyday people. Watching my father work for nearly 40 years in a hot, unair conditioned shop as a welder, stainless steel worker. Uh, watching his worth ethic taught me the importance of a limited government and a low tax burden so that working families can keep more of their hard-earned dollars. And, and that's what I'll fight for, limited government, more freedoms, lower taxes. <laughs> I want to eliminate property taxes. Now, getting into some of the uh, issues in your campaign, one of them is also fighting, Biden's, fighting back against Biden's socialist agenda. So what is your plan to doing this? Because uh, there's currently a lot of elected Republicans that say that there's nothing they can do because this is a federal government. And there's a lot of stuff that's going on right now that Biden has implemented, even here in Texas. And a lot of elected officials, all they do is just letting it happen. So what is your plan, Carrie, to actually fight Biden's socialist agenda here in Texas? Well, you know, the border, there are things we can do to secure our border, to fight his agenda of open borders. We can fight to secure our elections. You know, they're wanting to have a federalized election system, and we can fight that as well. Um, and, you know, I believe they're trying to take over our schools and, and the leftist dogma in our schools. We can fight that as well. So I have plans, you know, to do all of those. I'm going to go one by one. But um, border, elections, education, freedom, the main issues there. So now, Carrie, I'm sure you've seen that uh, Biden has really unleashed an enormous amount of a government out overreach and tyranny at all levels. Um, if you elected officials, including many 
in our state have actually pushed back. Now, your opponent seemed to enjoy implementing this COVID tyranny because when he was mayor, you know, he closed churches, uh, he even canceled Easter celebrations, and then he even bragged about it, you know, that uh, he was not aware of another community in Texas with stricter rules. So how would you have dealt with this pandemic, and why do you think some people would vote for someone that went along with Biden's tyranny? Yeah, so I don't believe in mandates and stay-at-home owners and shut stay-at-home orders and shutdowns. I believe in personal responsibility and individual liberties. You know, I, I believe everyone knows what's best for themselves. I believe you you can give um, the people information that they need to to make decisions for themselves, and that's what I would do. I would educated as much as I could the population on what's going on and take this information and and use it. And, and make your own decisions. But yes, unfortunately, we only we don't only have to worry about the federal government overreach and our freedoms from our federal government. We have to worry about mayors here in Texas taking away our freedoms. And in response to this, last election, 2021, we, the voters, we passed a constitutional amendment that protects us from these mayors from shutting down churches. Right now, because of this constitutional amendment, these mayors cannot shut down a church during a pandemic or any other time. Churches are essential in Texas. Amen? Yes, amen to that. Another one of your uh, topics for the, uh, your hot topics for your campaign is border security. And this is huge right now. It's not only gonna affect Texas, but it's gonna eventually affect the rest of the country. So every day, Carrie, I'm sure you've seen that thousands of illegal aliens continue to cross. Uh, you know, a lot of these people that are in law enforcement are really put put under a lot of pressure that they actually have to assist them to cross. You know, they're handed over to Border Patrol. Border Patrol is instructed to hand them to NGOs who then redistribute them across the country. Mm-hmm. What is your plan here in Texas to fight this? We need to give our law enforcement the authority to detain and deport arrest, detain, deport, you know, these nonprofits that are aiding and abetting um, these illegal immigrants, I want to take the nonprofit status away from these groups. They need to pay taxes, use that money to go towards border security. Um, Oklahoma did something as well. They, if, if you're, I want to implement a law that states that if you're in Texas and you're wiring money and you don't have a valid ID, we're going to charge you a fee and use some of the, the fee to uh, earmark that towards border security funding as well. Um, but we do. We need more manpower. We need more infrastructure. We need technology. Build the wall. Build Trump's wall. Finish the wall. I mean, it. if you talk, I, I visited the, the border a year ago and I spoke with border agents and DPS officers and sheriffs and landowners and you know, they want a wall. I don't care who you talk to, but they do. They it Walls work. I mean, it's not the only solution. And I know we can't put a wall along the entire border, um, but where we can, we need to do this. And I will support that wholeheartedly. You know, early in our conversation, you mentioned that you're very concerned about the rise of the property taxes here in, in Texas. Uh, that's been a very issue of concern to a lot of Texans here. For a while, even a lot of elderly, mm-hmm. um, and it's such a concern. But even though a lot of the people that are currently in office that 
could do something about it that haven't. This past primary was sent back to office. You know, um, so what would be your plan of elected, Carrie? How are you going to tackle property taxes? So last session, the legislature, they adopted a more strict spending cap of population plus inflation. In the years past, our budget was tied to economy. But because they adopted a more strict budget, a more conservative budget, we now have around $13 billion. The state has $13 billion of our money in excess revenue. I'm not talking about touching the rainy day fund. I'm talking about on top of the $16 billion rainy day fund. We have $13 billion. That's our money. I want the state to return that money to us in the form of property tax relief and pay your school maintenance and operations portion of your property tax bill. That's about 50% for most people of their property tax bill. Um, economists say that we can do this. We can start doing this now. We can eliminate that tax in about 10 to 12 years. So imagine your property taxes actually going down every year for the next 10 to 12 years and actually cut in half. Uh, there were two bills filed to do this. Uh, third special session, the House bill um, did not make it out of committee. The Senate bill made it out of the House and the, the, the Senate, but I believe the House did something the Senate didn't like, so they went into the conference committee and they ended up stripping the whole bill and making it a home exemption bill. So I know who fought it. I know who to fight with. I want to get in there and I'll fight and push it across the finish line. We have to have real property tax relief. These home exemption bills, you know, I know a lot of um, people who own a home and have home exemptions, they they like this, but it's it's not an answer. It's a Band-Aid. It, what happens is if they're not paying it, someone else is. Who's paying it if they're not? It's it's our renters. You know, I try to explain to people who are renting when I knock on their door and I talk with them like, okay, so if your landlord um, has to pay more because people's home exemptions are, are going up, they're able to, to uh, write more off. So your landlord is going to raise your rent because his property taxes are going to go up on this property. I'm like, oh, okay. So, so yes, renters are going to pay more. Businesses are going to pay more. It, it's not acceptable. Um, but, but with my plan, taxes will actually go down every year and eventually be cut in half. And then I want to tackle the rest of it too. But that's, that's where I want to start. So, Carrie, I think it's pretty obvious that you are the conservative candidate in this race. And at times, sometimes Austin has not been very friendly or welcoming to conservative candidates or even elected officials. So what are you going to do if you win this election and you go to Austin and then you're told, Carrie, welcome to Austin, but whatever you ran on is going to be different here because our plans are different. And if you want to stay in the game, you want to continue to get funding for re-election, you're going to have to play by our game. So what is Carrie going to do in that situation? I'm going to educate the constituents in my district and keep them informed and engaged. Um, that's what it's all about. I mean, we're there to serve our constituents. And if they can put the fear in these elected officials uh, with numbers, um, then we can, we can push back. I know we can, and I will. I'm not, so afraid. You I'm not afraid. Um, you know, I've, I've seen people um, be threatened by, big lobby groups and um, if 
if, and if I do lose an election because I did the right thing and someone tried to take me out in the primary, you know, I'm going to sleep good at night. But I, I believe uh, keeping an open um, dialogue with your constituents, let them know what's going on at all times as much as possible. I believe that's the solution. So I think it's very obvious that we do need courageous people in Austin right now. So as you've been campaigning, Carrie, what are you hearing from citizens out there that you've been knocking on their doors? What are their concerns? Well, <laughs> so I knock practically every day. And um, the last couple of days, you know, everybody's getting their valuations. And so <laughs> that's what I'm hearing right now more than anything are these valuations that are insane. Um, but before everyone received their valuations, it mostly people want to talk about the border. Um, so I would say border and now property taxes are the two biggest issues that I'm hearing at the at the border. And, you know, I hear over and over and over and over. Also, people here in Texas are worried about all the people moving here from uh, liberal states. You know, the why, the why would they want to come here and change our state? And, and I, I do. I try to inform them that. I'm actually knocking on doors of Republicans. And a lot of these people I'm knocking on doors, they actually moved here from, they fled a liberal state. I call them refugees. And, and a lot of them know why they left and they're ready to fight for Texas like Texans aren't. Because a lot of us Texans, we, we take it for granted how good we have it. But a lot of these people that are moving here, they've seen what can happen with these leftist agendas and and they're scared and they they're ready to fight for texas so i keep trying to tell everyone hey the, the people moving here from from these liberal states they aren't all bad some of them really are ready to fight for for texas uh, more than you are because they're scared they've seen it so um but I, that's what i'm hearing i'm hearing people are worried about the people that are moving here uh, they're worried about our taxes property taxes and our border um and and i do hear sometimes here and there election security which i think is got to be one of our most important things we do as well. We don't have a sovereign nation without a secure border or border or secure elections. And, but I don't, I don't think that a lot of people are just aware of elections and what's going on just yet. I believe that's coming. People are um, doing audits right now and all the States and, and um, people will be more informed about that soon, hopefully very soon. Um, but I do hear uh, people are concerned about our elections as well. I'm trying to think if there's, um, you know, the schools, uh, what's being taught in our schools is a, is a huge um, concern for a lot of parents. Um, but mostly I'm talking with older people. Um, that usually the people that vote in primaries, unfortunately, are usually about at least 55 years or older. So very seldom do I, am I talking right now with, with young parents. But when I do, they are very concerned um, about the leftist dogma being taught in our schools and um, education freedom and I will fight for education freedom kind of think um, yeah I think that was a bit that'll be the top issues I'm hearing the most about and I think Carrie that many of the uh, concerns with people from other places coming to Texas has more to no, not so much to do with them coming here but them bringing their liberal ideology here you know a lot of them have seen Many of them are aware of what the liberal ideologies have done to their states or even other countries. Some of them are fleeing the mess that was created by them. But unfortunately, some of them are bringing that here to Texas. So they're fleeing a liberal place that created a mess, but they're bringing that to Texas. And that's probably why 
a lot of people could be concerned with that. So it's not, I, I think you'll agree with me, it's not so much that Texans have a problem with other people coming to Texas. It's just that they're bringing, they're fleeing, like you said, and they are refugees uh, from other states and even from other countries, but they're bringing their liberal ideologies that are going to create the same um, corruption that they fled from. So do you want to comment on that? Yeah, no, I agree. I'm just not convinced it's the majority that are bringing liberal ideologies here. I'm not convinced of that. I, I think it may be half and half. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> Good. So, Carrie, your website is Isaac for Texas, and that's I-S-A-A-C-F-O-R-Texas.com. That's where people can go and find out more about you. Um, you will be in the uh, May 24th election. Uh, early voting is May 16th through the 20th. So before we leave, can you tell voters why Kerry Isaac is the best candidate for HD 73? I'm not a establishment politician, uh, not an attorney, no offense if you are. I'm an everyday person. I am going to fight for everyday people and I'm not afraid. The only person I fear is God. And um, I am the conservative in the race. I I'm actually uh, endorsed by four former state representatives that have represented portions of this district. Uh, representative Kyle Biederman is the current state representative. He's endorsed me. Uh, Nathan Macias is a previous representative. He's endorsed me. Rick Green uh, has also endorsed me. And I know, shocker, my husband, Jason Isaac, also represented a portion of this district. And he's also endorsed me. Um, the, our, our state's most conservative champion, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, has endorsed me. I have uh, many great, strong conservative organizations, uh, Texas Right to Life, yeah, Young Conservatives of Texas, Texas Gun Rights, Gun Owners of America, You can Texas Values Action. You can see all these endorsements, of course, on my website. But, you know, the, I want people to know that these organizations, they vet the candidates. They, they really look into our record and what we stand for. Um, and so Barbara Spring Branch Conservative Republicans is another one that has really vetted us and um, endorsed me. So I am the conservative Republican in the race, and I will fight for you. Please vote Carrie Isaac for state representative. Carrie, well, we wish you all the best on the campaign trail, and we thank you for being on our Keep Texas Red podcast. Thank you for having me.